This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey everyone, it is Monday and you know what that means in our expert series. We start off strong with Greg Dickerson. How you doing, sir? Doing great, Michael. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, man. It's, uh, it's, it's, I'm having a good time. There was, there was about a 90 day window where I was letting all this nonsense of the world kind of drag me down, but I feel better now. So I'm, I've, I've rounded the corner. So I feel, I feel much better. <laughs> You went on a 90-day journey, did you? Yeah, I was like, ah, well, let's come back. Well, anyways, what I wanted to talk about today is I want to do three topics with you. And the first one is this concept of rich versus wealthy. Mm-hmm. In my experience, the first time that was kind of brought to my attention was again in Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that book you and I have talked about a couple of times. But I see it talked a lot about on social media. I thought maybe you and I could divine the difference in our opinions and maybe most importantly, what people get wrong when they think about the rich or the wealthy. How does that sound? Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. So, um, you know, some would define rich as a cash number, you know, money in the bank. I have a million bucks. I'm a millionaire. So I'm rich. So, you know, rich is temporary, whereas wealth, wealthy is permanent. Wealthy is freedom. You know, when I, what I define wealth is, is the ability to sustain the lifestyle that you want uh, and not have to do anything at all. So when you've hit that, that point in your life, and that means giving back, contributing, doing whatever it is you want to do on your own terms, on your own time, and not having to produce income in order for that to happen, you've reached the point of wealthy. Yeah, I think that, I think you nailed it. Uh, first on rich, rich, rich is temporary. It is something you can earn intermittently. You could have, in, in my world, right, as a commissioned sales professional for 20 years, I had lots of sales reps make a million dollars a year, right? Top line W-2 before taxes. I would call them rich, at least for that year, right? That's a lot mm-hmm. of cash. And unfortunately, in the world that I live in, where you might make a million bucks one year, you can guarantee what will happen is they will slash your territory, they will raise your commissions. And for the most part, the company will make sure you don't have another year like that, right? Companies, most companies don't want to see people, you know, in sales doing that over and over and over again, because they're something is wrong in their territory mapping or, or their, or their uh, quotas. So rich is absolutely temporary. And the reason I bring that up is, because you're right, it is temporary. I have seen, I have never tracked it, but I bet you it's greater than 50%. 50% of the sales reps who made that seven-figure year got celebrated on stage, took the pig, picture with the big check, were in some kind of financial distress inside of 24 months because they let their lifestyle get ahead of themselves and they didn't repeat that. So you're so right about it being temporary. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's one way to look at it, you know, just like broke is temporary, right? So it goes the other way, you know, whereas, you know, poor is more of a permanent situation. Wealthy is a permanent situation. Rich is temporary. Broke is temporary. Kind of the same thing. 
I like that. Broke is temporary. That's awesome. So then again, when we go back to wealthy, I thought the best thing I ever heard, and I, I must've heard this 20 or 30 years ago. This was back when Shaquille O'Neal, Shaq, signed the biggest contract in the NBA or one of the biggest. Uh, there was an interview, I think it was with Shaq, and, you know, talking about his contract and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he's rich. And Shaq actually said, my, my goal is to be wealthy. I don't want to be Shaq. I want to be the guy that could sign Shaq's check, right? That, that's another level. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the reason I bring that up is because if you know Shaq at all, uh, he's gone on, I think he owns like 150 Popeye's franchises and all mm-hmm. kinds of things, right? So he took income and he really did turn it into to legacy wealth via franchises and things like that. Yeah, that's the key. You want you want businesses and assets that generate cash flow to reinvest and just to you know continue to build and grow. On that topic, do you? I want to talk about owning assets. In my world, when I think again, just about rich versus wealthy. Rich again is is an income. Maybe it's some kind of number, cash in the bank, as we said. Rich, at least they're not replacing their income with assets, right? They still have to show up. That's the big difference. They have to show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, in most cases, because it's, you know, it's a short lived thing. And, and, you know, people, different people will define it different ways. But usually it's a high income earner, or somebody that has, you know, a decent amount of cash in the bank. But as we've all seen, especially in 2008, and here recently, I mean, you know, wealth can evaporate quickly, <clears throat> you know, given market cycles and what's going on. And, you know, we saw that in 0809. You know, a lot of people lost equity. A lot of people lost cash. You know, when the banks started calling loans, you know, things like that. So, uh, you just you just never know what what it will take to sustain in the long term if the economy turns. There's no guarantees. Yeah, and then when you think about wealthy again, it's that whole thing of of and you said it perfectly, right? They have enough assets producing enough positive cash flow that they don't have to kind of work. They don't have to do anything, right? It right. just shows up. Bills are paid. Yeah. And if it's the right kind of assets, they're going to create value, you know, in some way or the other, you know, real property, things like that. It's not going away. It's always going to have some sort of intrinsic value. Even if the, you know, list value becomes zero, it's still going to have some sort of intrinsic value that is worth something to somebody. Yeah. And I I don't know what the statistic is. I'm sure you've heard it quoted lots of different ways. But again, the wealthy predominantly have made or made and or keep their wealth in real estate. I think it's like 60 or 70, just some some high percentage. Do you believe that statistic? Yeah, I mean, I haven't checked it lately, but, you know, historically, when you go back, yes, it's been a big part of, you know, institutions, families, it's a big part of their holdings. Um, you know, real estate is something that you just, I mean, it's its real property. It's not as tangible. It's not going anywhere versus financial instruments that can evaporate overnight and be, you know, just gone. Yeah. The last thing we'll kind of talk about here, and again, this is really to me, right, me as the middle class when I was 30, kind of working a, a day job. Do you think you go from middle class to rich to wealthy? Is that the natural progression or, or do you see some people other than maybe, I don't know, do you, do you ever jump that, right? Do you ever go from kind of middle class to wealthy or is that just a natural progression? You know, in today's world, it happens really quick in the, in the world of tech, in the world of, you know, finance and banking. Um, with what's going on and, and the free money's out there. And I mean, if you think about it, so if you look at Wall Street, what's happening there and the financial engineering, it's a lot of very young people that are, that are putting these deals and transactions together with these firms 
and they're providing a service because you have institutions and investment funds, pension funds, endowments, they need to move a lot of money. They need to make yield so that they can keep paying their pensions. They can keep, you know, preserving the endowment, you know, those types of things, growing the wealth. So they need somewhere for that capital to go that's going to earn a yield. So there's people on Wall Street that are putting together these deals and opportunities to move large chunks of money around. And, you know, their fees are nominal in the whole scheme of things. If you're moving $100 billion and you're making, you know, $100 million off of it, it's a very small fee in, in the whole, you know, um, relation to the investment that's being made. So um, that, you know, that to say, and I guess, you know, what I'm trying to say is, is yes, in this day and age, it's a, it's a quicker journey than it was in years past, whereas people would traditionally go to school, get the education, get a job, and they either grow their wealth through a very high paying corporate job, or they become entrepreneurs and they grow a company over a long period of time. You didn't see companies, you know, these unicorns being created in months, you know, or weeks, or somebody starting, you know, TikTok, selling it to Facebook for $100 million, you know, yeah, uh, in, a, in a year or two. Yeah, very cool. So the other thing I just want to close out the topic, and again, this whole concept of wealth, because I want to make sure I understand your thoughts on this and, and the others do as well. Let's just say, again, I got this from the cash flow. Actually, have you ever played Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow game? It was a long time ago, but yeah, I used to play it with my kids. Yeah, so you, so you understand the concepts, right? And I want to go back to the very beginning of the game. You pick a career. Remember that? You pick mm -hmm. a card, you get a career. So I want to talk about a teacher, a police officer. I don't remember their incomes, but they're certainly lower than a doctor and a lawyer, if you remember the game. Yeah. So let's say I'm a teacher, and let's just say for whatever reason, my income's 40 grand a year. Could Would you consider a teacher wealthy if their passive income is, say, 50 grand a year? Um, which again is more than their their salary, right? I, what I really want to do is you don't have to be worth a hundred million dollars to be wealthy. As long as your mm -hmm. passive income is greater than your, you know, your expenses, you're quote unquote wealthy. Is that is that fair? Yeah, I think you know technically, if again, if you can sustain your lifestyle and never have to work again, that that is a probably a technical definition of wealth. But I think it's individual. It's up to each individual how they're going to define it for themselves. But I think the technical, I didn't even look it up. But if we yeah. looked it up it would probably be something like that where you could sustain your income and your lifestyle without having to, without having to work and produce. And that's the key that I want people to hear in this conversation is you can be wealthy. You know, if your day job, and again, Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow game taught us this. Once you get out of the rat race, right. Which means your, your passive income exceeds your expenses. You're quoting, I'm going to call you wealthy. You know, you could do mm -hmm. something stupid. So there. here's the, go ahead. So here's the dictionary right now. An abundance of valuable possessions or money. That's one. The state of being rich, material prosperity. Some people buy boats and cars with their, you know, to display their wealth. Plentiful supplies of a particular resource. Yeah. So, you know, the country's mineral wealth. So, you know, those are a few little definitions right there. So, um, you yep. know, each individual has their own definition and their own threshold. Yeah. What I want to go here is, again, if you if you consider yourself middle class, you don't have a high income job, you're not in tech or finances we talked about earlier. I want you to believe with certainty that you still can be wealthy. Mm -hmm. You just need to live below your means. You need to invest in assets to produce cash flow. You, you need to let time go by, but you can get out of the rat race. People do it all the time. Once you're out, though, realize Frankly, you're in a danger zone. You could do something stupid. You could go buy an expensive car. You could go buy a boat. You could go buy a whatever. And suddenly you raise your monthly expenses. 
and you're not another rat race anymore. So be careful. Yeah. Or the dollar goes down in value significantly, you know, so there's a number of any number of things outside influences that can happen that can really change that uh, financial formula. So there's a lot of ways to define it. And we are talking about money. We're not talking about quality of life, relationships, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. We're talking about finance. And, you know, one of the questions I get all the time is if I could do it all over again, what would I do? I would, given this day and age, you know, all things being equal, if I started right now and I'm 20 years old again, I'd be a tech entrepreneur <laughs> or I would go straight to Wall Street and become one of those financial engineers and put together big transactions for big uh, institutions that need to move a lot of money. That's one of the, that's the two things I would do if I could do it all over. Yeah, you'd go get that money, huh? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, when you think about what we just talked about, yeah. what's the quickest way to scale and how do you go, how do for you, sure. you know, round the board and go past, you know, uh, go straight to go or whatever it's called. I can't remember now, but um, yeah, I haven't played that game in so long, but it's, you could be lights out very quick in this oh, day and age with sure. the world of tech, the appetite with SPACs, you know, all of the public money that's available out there going into these, you know, these tech startups and IPOs. I mean, it's just ridiculous, you know, how quickly you can move from, you know, A to B. Yeah, very cool. Well, folks, in this conversation, rich and wealthy are different. I want you to believe that you too can be wealthy regardless of your income. And with that, Greg, topic number one is done. Thanks, buddy.